and take it for a W. At your desk, on your phone, in the car. It's a show specifically for you, Sacramento. Whitey. You got a new song out of this anyway. Hoops, I did it again. So that's... Right. Hello. No. Nope. No. Watkins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I don't want to be the wet blanket on everybody. It's Whitey and Watkins, and it starts. Hurry up! No. 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 It's a wet blanket Wednesday. It is. Yeah. Got Good warm up. Early. Sorry. Yeah. Good. My bad. <laughs> Great warm up for you because your Vikings are playing tomorrow, and I just yeah. have a good feeling about how that's going to go. And I know that right now you're probably not mm-hmm. feeling great about it. Yeah. And you've you've shared that. Yeah. But I think you're gonna you're gonna be feeling a lot better after that game. We'll see. Tomorrow. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, you know, it's a good opportunity. It's there always, you go. Uh, that's that's what I'll say. It's a good opportunity to change a narrative uh, because Kirk Cousins definitely has this narrative of not being able to show up for primetime football. Uh, the Vikings haven't really performed very well against the Eagles the past couple times they've played them, and uh, yeah, it's just it's a good opportunity for them to uh, to to show that Week One was nothing but a farce, and uh, that the Eagles, who looked a little sketchy themselves little in bit. Week One, show that there might be some cracks in the armor there. I think oh, if I'm yeah, ah. just got to keep him upright. If you're a 49er fan, you probably have to root for the Vikings in that game, right? I think you, you should. See the Eagles get knocked off. Exactly. Yeah. If the, if you know your your main rival from from this past season is is uh, looking like they again have some cracks in the armor, I think that's good for the Niners. And you know, I, I feel like the Eagles, talent for talent, are really the only team that stacks up with with uh, with what San Francisco offers. So you know, if you if you're looking at the end of the season and it's San Francisco and Dallas. I feel like the Niners have uh, proven to have Dallas's number one or two times. I found myself last night missing football more than I thought. You know, here it was football, football. And then we got uh, all day. We got Thursday football. We got yep. Sunday football. They have Monday night football. And yesterday, I actually found myself. I was watching on NFL Network the replay of the Dolphins Chargers wow. game, which I don't normally do. <laughs> you really miss football. <laughs> I mean, it was a great game to watch. Yeah, uh, it was. You know, it was exciting. Tons of points. Tons of yards. So I don't blame you, but I, I feel that too. Like I. You know, being back in the saddle for for Sunday felt nice. It felt right. It uh, it felt like uh, it felt like the world was kind of settling back into sports mode. And you know, I think I heard Jason say earlier that there's 19 days left in the baseball season. Yeah, basketball. You were mentioning they talked with Brendan Nunez earlier today. Feels like basketball is kind of getting back in the air again. So uh, yeah, it just it feels like the the sports season is is starting to. Get into get into full swing, and the football numbers have been huge, even yeah. larger oh than gosh. expected. Week one, Bills Jets, and this speaks to how good for business Aaron Rodgers has been, and how good for business he would have been this year. Yeah. Week one, Bills Jets, twenty two point six one five million average viewers. That, according to Pro Football Talk, surpasses the Brett Favre revenge game against the oh. Packers. Uh, one of the highest-rated Monday Night Football games since ESPN took over the, wow. the package. It's a huge number for a modern Monday Night game, even though you take into account that the Monday Night game was also on ESPN2 and was also on ABC. But big, big sure. numbers for that game. Yeah, I mean, that's that's massive. And that's just uh, – I would say that's a typical weekend for the NFL, but even that's atypical. Like, that, that's insane to have that many viewers in your Thursday's right, like, numbers were very big also. Yeah, but, I, but you're right to point out that that's pretty much a lot to do with the, the hype that was leading into that game, seeing Aaron Rodgers step on the field for the Jets the first time. And then, you know, I'm sure also the, the numbers spiked up in the moments immediately following Aaron Rodgers' injury. So, 
uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a massive day for the NFL, and it's just proving that they're still they're still the top dog, especially when it comes to TV ratings. Like what it's you know year after year, it feels like eighty percent of the highest viewed television programs or broadcasts are NFL football games. That's true. That said, here's an indicator of how much things have changed because people have more options. Um, as I mentioned, Monday night, 22.6 million viewers. And it was like, whoa, that's a big number. 1990, yeah. December, the Giants played the 49ers on Monday Night Football. 41.5 million Ooh. people watched. Yeah, see, like that's <laughs> that is so crazy to try and think about. And like, yeah, like you're so saying, like in today's Monday. era. Yeah. There's just too many options. I mean, yeah, you can watch, there's so many different channels. I mean, yeah, what? It's, I don't even know how many channels there were back then, but it's not anywhere near the options you have now, whether it be on cable or on, you know, even YouTube, just so many different things that take our attention now. The fact that it's it's the biggest ESPN has ever had and it's half what, what they were getting in 1990 is, it's crazy. Yeah, 1990, people were saying, someday you'll watch the games on your computer. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Get out of here. Go back on your spaceship, Mr. Get Future. Get out of here. No way. <laughs> Uh, my wife today, she knew she had on the Today Show. She watches that a lot. And it was interesting to me, anytime a sports story kind of overflows into a show like that, yeah. um, it's interesting to to just observe the yeah, how they with. talk about but it. But Aaron Rodgers, yeah. they're still talking about really? Aaron Rodgers and the injury and everything. I guess everything. I shouldn't yeah. be surprised, but that's... What, I was a little surprised. Yeah, what'd that. they say about just... But just I mean, the Achilles injury and yeah. what it means and... What it means for his future. Boy, there was a lot of hope for the New York Jets, wasn't there, this season? Oh, yeah. I don't know. So I don't sad. watch yeah. football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, sad stuff, sad stuff. We're, here's Al with the weather. Yeah, it's just. Exactly. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, I shouldn't be surprised because, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, especially in New York, like you had to imagine just the level of excitement. And I've heard tons of, you know, not personally from Jets fans, but I've seen, you know, mass reaction on social media, all Jets fans. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's so tough what they're going through right now. It feels like an entire fan base is just depressed about what's about to happen this year. Well, one of the subplots of this whole thing was shot down today. No surprise. But I know Stephen A. was talking about it. You know, I think on the TV shows, they figured we've got to talk about this as soon as we can because by the end of today, we won't be able to talk about Tom Brady maybe going to the Jets. So the the Jets made a decision. Uh, They are not going to reach out to Tom Brady per a report, which tells me that through back channels one way or the other, either they asked or he made it clear to them, it's like, you wouldn't want to come play for us, would you? No, he doesn't want to. Okay, then we're not going to ask him, right? <laughs> yes. So, oh, we've decided we're not going to approach Tom yeah, Brady. <laughs> exactly. It's it's one of those where they say no before you can even ask. And at what point do we stop talking about Tom Brady coming back to football? Like, is this it? Like, after this year, is it? are we finally shutting things, like stopping to being like, oh, there's a quarterback job open there. I wonder, like, Tom Brady's 46 years old. I mean, heaven forbid something happens to Mac Jones. Oh, I mean, at that point, it's it's the it's going to level ten this year. Next year, a little bit maybe if he doesn't play next year, which again he probably forty seven years old. Yeah, by the next year after that, it'd be just kind of a hey, what about Tom Brady? <laughs> That's funny. There are quarterbacks who were literally born in the year two thousand, and Tom Brady was born in nineteen. <laughs> let me see, nineteen seventy seven. And there are literally quarterbacks who were born in the year 2000. It's just crazy. It's just really ins- – I mean, I guess, you know, the Jets were – they had a 39-year-old quarterback, so what's what's 46 at that point? But it's just, it's just crazy how much 
How much? How? I mean, that just speaks to Tom Brady's greatness. Yeah. Not yeah. that he needed any other indications of how great he is, but it's it's just crazy that that uh, even still, yeah. I mean, today might be the last time we could do it, but even still, he's getting brought up in quarterback rumors. I, I love this. We had, of course, the head of the players' union coming out and saying, you know, we we really think all the fields should be grass, natural grass. Now, whether yeah. that contributed to this at all, I I don't know. But still, okay, if they believe in that, it's a good opportunity yeah. to get that message out there again. Did you hear what Roger Goodell said to that? No, what did he, he say? He said some players prefer to play on artificial turf. See, so I was thinking about this yesterday. The NFL has an obscene amount of money. Isn't the only reason why you have turf is essentially as like a cost, like it's better? I believe so, and we'll talk more about that, but I think you're absolutely right. Because you guys tell me, <laughs> you and Chris, aren't there uh, – uh, European football teams that have they have uh, like for the World Cup you have yes. to have all natural sod right right yeah and Chris hasn't Messi been complaining about the turf here in America he has but he has been playing on it he has played a game on turf but that's one of the an artificial like, turf yeah, here it's like and <laughs> I've talked about this before when you go and you take a tour of the stadium and they start talking about the grass that's like a 10-minute talk on <laughs> everything that goes into making the grass, like, pristine. Yeah. And I don't think it's anything like that here. <laughs> no, I mean, clearly. what What's Messi's beef with the turf? Is it just, like, too slick? Or is it, like, is I don't, it I don't, for this Aaron Rodgers, like? I'm really not sure. I don't know, like, the difference between feel and that. But I think it's, like, different. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Um, there have been a lot of injuries on the turf there. Yeah. Artificial turf. Yeah. You know, there's nat- turf is natural turf, artificial turf. There have been a lot of injuries on that turf. Some of them appear to be kind of non-contact injuries. Yeah. But again, I and that's fair. And if I was a player, I'd sure want to play on natural grass. Yeah. But I, it's hard for me watching that replay to conclude that, it oh, the if it was a fault. real grass field, right. he'd be fine. Right. Well, and it's not like, yeah, it's not the end-all, be-all solution. Like, I remember uh, the, the Washington Commanders when – uh, well, they still play at that field, but uh, a couple years ago when RG3 was their oh, quarterback. And the mud and the, yeah, yeah, it was because that field was so, like, it wasn't well kept. And, you know, that was a big talking point for a while was just, like, how terrible those field conditions were. So, I don't know, maybe there's that. But it, it's just it, it's just strange to me that a corporation like I mean, the NFL can't afford. I would say, like, it's tough to take care of something that 300-pounders are just going. It's a good point. Just destroying each other on for 60 minutes of play. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Baker on the chat. Superstars in the NFL need to stand up for natural grass if they want to change. That's the only thing that will change it. Yeah. That's what union members do. Yeah, the union, everybody has to get behind it with the union. Yeah. But at this point, I, I mean, unless they're not going to play games, the owners are going to say, okay, thanks. Um, yeah, appreciate yeah, it. We understand. Noted. We're working on it. We're not going to do anything. No, they're not going to do anything. But I love that from Goodell. Yeah. Some players like playing on artificial terms. So what, like, what are we supposed to you know, do? Because you know Roger Goodell's always asking right. all the players. He's like, how you doing, son? Yeah, season going well? Okay, good. They're taking care of you. How do you feel about the grass well, versus turf? Yeah. While I have you here, yeah. I mean, I'm keeping, a, Some, keeping track yeah, of this. I'm doing a survey, a league survey. Like, yeah, get out of here. All right, coming up next, 49ers had a problem Sunday. It was uh, actually a great problem to have. Trent Williams explains what it was next. It's Whitey and Watkins on... Sex sports. sports, yeah. Check out Whitey and Watkins now on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and watch the show from your desk. So the Jets are not pursuing Tom Brady, and they're not going to pursue 
don't think they're going after Colin Kaepernick either, even though Colin Kaepernick, right. through his agents, has let it be known he'd be available. Yeah, so shut them both down. And, uh, I mean, they seem pretty locked in on Zach Wilson. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how long that lasts. But uh, there's a couple options out there that they could go to, but it doesn't feel like any of them are, are really going to help the situation. So it'll be interesting. I don't. Did you see yesterday, actually, on, uh, on ESPN, RG3 kind of just shot his shot and uh, threw his name into that I've as well? I've got to the point where I – no, what? Yeah, he kind of threw his name into the Jets – Oh, quarterback circle as well. I was going to say, I find myself, if I see that he saw something, I just don't pay attention to it. Yeah. <laughs> but then I didn't realize he'd said that. He was on ESPN and he said, you know, there's tons of guys like me and and Colin Kaepernick. And, and I, I don't think he threw Tom Brady in there, but there was another name he threw in there. And he's like, you know, and, and we've expressed our interest in, in playing for the Jets, but they've already told guys like us that we'd just be too big of a distraction as a backup. And so... You know, that that's the only reason why guys like us can't find a spot in the league. And I was like, and like all of his, it's kind of became a meme because like all the people around him on the, on the, on the show are like, mm, I don't know if you even reached out. I remember watching him at Baylor yeah. and I remember seeing him running across the field and thinking as I watched him, I've never seen a better college football player. Yeah. He ever, was ridiculous. Ever, ever. I mean, yeah, yeah. Cause he really had like the arm and the leg combination mm-hmm. where he was, he was just out of control. I mean, the fact that it was an actual conversation of like, who's more deserving to win the Heisman him or Andrew Luck. And he actually won it. I mean, the fact that's crazy. I mean, Andrew Luck was viewed as like the best college prospect in, in sports since like Marino. And uh, I mean, RG three was every bit as good as uh, 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 was mm-hmm. every bit as good as him in college for sure. I know that trade didn't work out. Needless Did to say, not. for the Redskins and right. the, the Cowboys, excuse me, the Rams, um, when they kind of uh, trolled them by having all the players come out that they yes. when they played them that yes. they got with draft picks that they acquired in that trade. But I understand why Washington did that. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't hard to see how if this guy was going to turn out like it was going to be something special and he was really good. I mean, his rookie season, he was really terrific and I think it was in that first playoff game that he had that injury that we were just talking about and that really derailed his career and funny enough, I mean, they drafted Kirk Cousins in I think the third round that year as kind of uh, uh, a surprising security blanket, and that kind of is what started Kirk's incredibly strange, unique career that he's had. So, uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting, and I'm actually it's it's crazy that him and Andrew Luck are both out of the league right it now. It is. It's going to be hard for Kyle Shanahan if Kirk Cousins is available this off season. <laughs> it is. It is, and I yeah. don't see how financially that they won't be able to pursue him. Yeah, and I think. Unless Brock Purdy's continuing on this track. But even if he is, even if Brock Purdy's great, right. I think Kyle's his always heart. had that soft spot <laughs> in his heart for your guy, right? I think so. Oh, I mean, he's available. Why can't get him? There's been a lot of time. I mean, really, since Kyle has came to San Francisco, it's been people waiting for that marriage to just eventually happen. Yeah. And What about this kid Mahomes? No, we're no, getting, fine. We're we getting Kurt. We're getting. Guys, you yeah. guys don't get it. You're not, you're not seeing the vision. I don't know what you're not getting here. Kirk is the guy like it's crazy. And I, I completely agree. I mean, the Vikings don't seem to have many intentions of bringing him back. This is the first season he's, he's had where he doesn't have any assurances for the following season in Minnesota. It'll be interesting. I mean, I think that the Vikings are ready to move into a new era and uh, it wouldn't surprise me, especially if the Niners fall short again this year that I feel like that would give uh, Kyle enough leeway to, to get his guy. But if your team were to win a Super Bowl. Sorry. If your team were to win a Super Bowl this year, they'd have to bring him back. 
It was hard to see. My team? Yes. My team. If your team were to win a Super Bowl this year. I thought you were. My team. Out your mouth. I thought you were speaking from Kyle's perspective as in like a team that actually had a chance to win the Super Bowl. Oh, you're Vikings. If they won the Super Bowl, they have to keep Kirk Cousins, right? If he wanted to be there. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) We'll see. I I think everybody's kind of done with each other in that that relationship. All right. So who's going to be next then? I think they're gonna. I I don't know. I think we'll uh, we'll see how bad this year goes. Did you uh, hear about the problem that Trent Williams had during the game? I know he had. I a, did not. He got the wind knocked out of him. But yeah. aside from that, Trent is that Williams, what happened? The wind was knocked out. Because I mean, he, yeah, he yeah, he it looked only like what, did he break a, a rib plans. and apparently got the wind knocked okay. out of him. Yeah, okay, but that's good. Trent Williams also said he told the San Francisco Chronicle that he was actually he wanted the Steelers to get a first down. He said. <laughs> At one point, you just kind of wanted them to get a first down. There were all those three and outs, and we kind of needed a break. Oh, my gosh. This is like – I know he, I don't think he's trying to be, but that's like borderline disrespectful to go out and say publicly. Like, that is – that's pretty much a sh- – like, that's – when you're getting pity from the other professional football team, like, that's, that's, that's not a spot where you want to be where it's like, oh – Yes, they got a first. Okay, cool. Thank God the other team is is finally starting he, to do something. He really us. did that when you're playing basketball at the gym and you're like, hey, someone's got to beat us, guys. We've been out here four games in a row. <laughs> yeah. The 49ers' first five possessions lasted seven, six, seven, nine, and 11 plays. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. they jumped out of that 20 to nothing lead. We all right. saw the graphic, which made its way through social media. One point, total yards, 99 to one. Yeah. Yeah. And they Trump were at like, negative for a while, too. Yeah. So he was just hoping, look, can they whew, pick up a first down, just one first down right. so we can get a little rest. Too many turnovers, guys. That's what Trent Williams is saying. He's like, you guys need to let them have the ball for a little because you're not thinking about the offense and how tired they're getting. I mean, yeah, that's that's a fantastic problem to have. But, uh, you know, Trent Williams is is getting up there as well. So it's, it's funny to hear the, the old guy mm-hmm. in the room being like, I'm starting to get a little tired here. That's obviously what the Rams will be trying to do to the 49ers yeah. this week. Trying. Emphasis Keeping the on ball trying. away from them. They had a lot of success doing that right. somehow against Seattle. All right. Well, week. and Biederman said yesterday with us that the Seahawks defense just, they just look terrible. Like as a, as a yeah. whole, the Seahawks looked really bad. It'll be interesting to see how the Rams perform because it'll, you know, it'll be a better indication of how good they are. Like, I mean, again, Seattle played really bad last week, but if the Rams put up another good performance this week against the Niners, you know, after the showing that the Niners had in week one, I think that would be a pretty good sign that this Rams team might be a little bit more scary than what everybody thought in the preseason. Yep. 339 If you want to text us or give us a call, like Dominique. Let's talk to Dominique here on Sackdown Sports. D, what's up? Thanks for hanging on. Hey, thanks for taking my call. This, uh, the Rams and the Niners go back a long, long way. I don't want, well, I'm going to date myself anyway. The 60s, when it was John Brody going up against Roman Gabriel, and this was pre-candlestick. I remember as a little kid sitting in this place called Caesar Stadium in the middle of Golden Gate Park. And the Rams just owned the Niners in the 60s. Owned them. Do you and there feel, was a game in 68. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Sorry, Dominic, do you still feel like the rivalry is anything close to what it was back then in those 60s days? Back then it was a literal rivalry to the point where you thought you were watching gladiators 
their helmets came off. They held them by the face cages and hit each other in the head. I'm not kidding. Look it up on YouTube. It was bananas. It was absolutely crazy what they got away with back then. And it was it was definitely more of a rivalry then. And I'm not saying it's not a rivalry now. But if you look on YouTube, I think you can find some of the old games from like 60, I don't know, 63, 64 up to like 68. Gotcha. It was, it was nuts. Absolutely nuts. Thank you, so Dominic. Yeah. Appreciate the call. And uh, sounds like you're in the middle of the street. If you are, you <laughs> might want to get out of it. Yeah. Get, get to the sidewalk, right? <coughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we appreciate yeah. it. Sounded like he was in a wind tunnel or something, but uh, I, you know, yeah, it, it's I have not watched much '60s football, but it feels like the, especially after you know meeting the uh, meeting in the playoffs the last couple of years. I mean, feels like that rivalry starting to starting to get to levels that Dominic is talking. about. There's definitely some real animosity yeah. between the two teams. It's oh not, yeah, yeah, for sure. And and you know they have played some meaningful games in the last yeah. few years, but Dominic reminds me of uh, those old days. The Rams used to have a guy named Deacon Jones who yes. was an right. all-time great defensive end. And if you one of your th- things you'll notice if you look at some of the YouTube, it, they had like their forearms would be wrapped. Yes, they would the put like plaster casts on, yeah. and they were allowed to to just, just bang hit just the offensive lineman in the head, in the head yeah, with casts on their forearms. We need more of that. Like it looks so cool. Like I need the the retro football aesthetic needs to come back. Like the guys with the massive neck rolls. Uh, yeah, the big clubs on their hand. Even, like, <laughs> DBs would have clubs on their hand, and it's like it's going to be kind of hard to catch the ball when you're just, like, I don't know, trying to look like a seal or something uh-huh. out there. But, yeah, I mean, I, I need – I have, like, a very uh, a very large respect for the old-school aesthetic. Like, I just love the tearaway jerseys, all that stuff. Like, it'll look – Earl Campbell would come out of the game, to, to Dominic's point, like, looking like he was in a gladiator fight jersey, just half-ripped off, you pads are pretty much the only thing showing. the old days, Larry Zonka had a helmet with, like, a traditional, like, a quarterback face mask almost, but he had a U coming down from the top of his helmet really? right over his nose. And like it was the a metal bridge of his nose. U-bar, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't a, that wasn't the face mask. Just to, like, protect his nose I maybe so, from yeah. being broken because yes. he leads yes. with his face. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> to say that the old school game is not how uh, not not how football is played today is a complete understatement. But I I do have respect for the uh, for the old school gear. Yes, and it it's is nice to see the 49ers and the Rams really yeah. not like each other. But yes. the fans, their fans are not living up to their side of the yeah. rivalry. Rams fans. Yeah. Oh, I know. Especially with I mean, we'll see how the the Red Sea that that shows up on Sunday. But yeah, it, it feels like. Feels like it's there's definitely something there. I don't know if they're the Niners' biggest rivals right now, but it feels like they're definitely you know somewhere in the top three. Coming up next, yes, uh, breaking news. Not really. NFL owners are cheap. That story or the latest on that ongoing story is next with Watkins Whitey Sackdown Sports. your desk on your phone in the car whitey and watkins on sacktown sports coming to you via Folsom lake honda Folsom lake honda your one-stop honda shop whitey gleason and chris watkins and yes i know we touched on this earlier but the nflpa the national football league players association is calling for grass in all stadiums in the wake of aaron Rodgers' torn achilles tendon 
uh, Howell, who is uh, the uh, president of the Players Association. Let's see. I'll get his full name for you in just a second here. <laughs> Pardon me. Lloyd oh, Howell, okay, executive like, director. I wonder if that's first or last uh, name. <laughs> Could be <laughs> Lloyd Howell says, moving all stadium fields to high-quality natural grass surfaces is the easiest decision the NFL can make. Players overwhelming, overwhelmingly prefer it, and the data is clear. But Roger. That, that grass is simply safe for the artificial turf. It is an issue that has been near the top of the players' list during my team visits and one I have raised with the NFL. Roger Goodell today during an ESPN interview said, it's a complex issue, and he said, there are other players who like playing on a turf field because it's faster, so you've got mixed opinions. So <laughs> so he just completely contradicted everything that he said. So, he was like, it's, a, it's the easiest thing that the NFL could do. A lot of players like it. Roger says, it's actually pretty complex, and some <laughs> players actually like turf. So, you know, Roger says, trust your sources. Well, we want to go, what we want to go is on science. And pardon me, but that's a <laughs> little bit of an awkward sentence. What we want to go is on science. <laughs> oh, you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. <laughs> we want to go and watch the best from an injury standpoint to prevent the injuries to give our players the best possible service to play. Oh it's, it's crystal clear. <laughs> the owners could easily remedy this in a heartbeat, and yeah. it would cost them a significant amount of money, and they don't want to do it, and they don't Too have bad. to, so they won't. Yeah, they don't have... Ex- there you go. They don't have to, so they won't. Is uh, is pretty much a synopsis of what this story is going to become. But you know, like it, it would be pretty simple. Like you would just have to hire a grounds crew, and you know, obviously make those people full time employees. And what is like, I don't know. It's probably like eight to ten more employees to take care of a very important thing when it comes to the game. Seems like an easy decision to me. Lloyd Howell said it makes no sense that stadiums can flip over to superior grass surfaces when the World Cup comes or soccer clubs come to visit for exhibition games in the summer, but inferior artificial surfaces are acceptable for our own players. This is worth the investment, and it simply needs to change now. David Bakhtiari uh, wrote on social media, congrats, NFL. How many more players have to get hurt on artificial turf? (laughs) You care more about soccer players than us. And hey, Roger, that's a lot of facts. Run a little interference for us. You got it, guys. Well, we don't really know. We're what we want to go on is science, and some players like the artificial surface. Some players. Thanks, Roger. Yeah, we're not doing anything. He couldn't even say like most, just some, just like a couple. A couple players really enjoy turf, so we're gonna keep it just because a couple of them. You know, the quarterbacks, receivers. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it does make people go fast. Like it makes you run faster, sure, but. You know, yeah, isn't player safety? What happened to player safety being the NFL's number one concern? MetLife is where the 49ers lost in the 2020 season game, too. They lost Bosa and they lost Jimmy G, I think. Yeah. Uh, That that stadium has kind of a reputation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Darius Slay said, MetLife, everybody knows about that GD stadium. (laughs) They need to get real grass. And uh, Levi's has real grass, doesn't it? Yes, and they had issues had for issues, years about right. it being slippery, right? But they haven't had an issue with guys getting hurt on it, right? And you know, it, and again, I think they've got that straightened out. Either that, or everyone's yeah. just learned don't talk about it anymore. Yeah, and I don't think every new new stadium uses turf. Like I'm pretty sure the Raiders, if I'm not mistaken, they like have their turf outside and it like grows, and then they literally have you ever seen like that? sneak. I haven't seen it, but I've seen. Uh, just like the the conceptuals of it, and like it, they sneak it back underneath the stadium and then elevate it. Years ago, we went down. I think it was with the station. We went to spring training, uh, probably for the River Cats. And anyway, it was when the uh, NCAA's 
um, either the regionals or the final, I think it's final four going on down there in Arizona and Glendale. Mm-hmm. So we went to watch like the practice. Yeah. And then the coolest thing was, yeah, this is great. Where's the grass? So you got to go, you go outside the stadium and you can see the grass field out there on this track. Yeah. And we didn't get to see them bring it in because they were getting ready for basketball. Right. But that just blows me away yeah. that they can do that. That <laughs> yeah, is that you so can just incredible. literally take a yeah. football field and put on it a out track. there. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. I mean, that's, that's, it's just incredible. And it's, I know I could imagine how that would be a headache to do. Again, you'd probably have to hire a decent amount of people just to be in charge of doing that. But to me, it just feels worth it. Like the NFL has so much, like it's absurd how much money the NFL has and all of these organizations and franchises have. You yes. can afford to do this for, you know, it, for Absolutely. the betterment of your team, actually. You Especially know? for a league that still pretends to care about player safety. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like, it does feel like a really easy and obvious thing to do. And like, you know, turf is, it's a, it's a cheaper fix. It's a cheaper alternative. You don't have to water it. Obviously, you know, you don't really have to maintain it much. You don't have to, you know, continually, you know, uh, chalk the, the, tar- the, the field or anything, but I don't, like, again, they have so much money. It's just like, just get over it and do it. Like, if someone somehow can exert some legal pressure on them, then watch them dance. Yeah. Cause you remember when all the concussion, right. And I know it's a different deal and concussions, you know, it's a, there's right. a long history of this and that's a real issue where this is more of a, Hey, this is probably a real issue, but look what happened when the NFL became aware of all the lawsuits it was facing. Right. They changed the helmet rules. Yep. They changed the kickoff rules. Yeah. They got they those bounty gate. On they now. changed yeah. the playing rules. Yeah. They changed it all right. to try to cover their behinds. It would be tough. To, I mean, unless it's like you said earlier, some non-contact injuries, it'd be tough to try and prove specifically. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, no, we need to change from turf to grass because it directly impacted my injury and my future earnings mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Uh, it'd be really tough to prove, but I think it, I do agree that that's probably the only way this yeah. happens, but it, it's unfortunate because it just feels like something that feels really obvious that they should do. This is just a great example though, of why a lot of us look at Roger Goodell and say, this guy's clueless, Yeah, but for the league, he's perfect. Yeah. Cause he's, he just do does this. what the owners yes. want and he yeah. doesn't care if he's criticized or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think he makes, like $45 million a year to essentially just be a punching bag, and he's a great punching bag at that. Well, some of us, especially those of us who are older, remember when commissioners at least pretended to have the interest of the game uh, right. in mind. Right. It's like they're, they're overseeing uh, the game, the caretakers right. of the game and the sport. And now it's like, no, commissioners, no. <laughs> they're there to do the owner's That's what bidding. competition committees are for. The competition committees are the ones who are meant to enforce you know, the betterment of the game the commissioner, no, he's just yeah. working for the owners. He he's works just for the owners. Piece. If he forgets that, he doesn't work for the exactly. owners anymore. And that's why Rogers had that job for <laughs> yes. so long. It's why he's been able to survive so many different scandals where you know, he's just done what the what the people he represents have wanted him to do, and he's been great at it. Like he has been great at being their mouthpiece, and uh, it might not be good for the public. The public might not like him, but that's that's not what he gets paid to do. Now, one thing I've wondered about, and I, in no way, shape, or form am I trying to make light of Aaron Rodgers' injury. It's very obviously very unfortunate, and it's sad for the league and all fans. But we know that Aaron Rodgers is uh, kind of a, well, not kind of, he's a UFO believer, right? Yes. Okay, so now, you know, he's been hurt, so he's not spending as much time playing, practicing football. I'm wondering if he saw the UFO um, testimony and hearings in Mexico. Yes. Did you hear about this? Yes, I did. You did? Okay. Did you see the images I of did said see aliens? the images. Chris? Yeah, we had this conversation earlier. I did see the images. Chris and I did discuss this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
What I, I was are we believing that, that aliens are three feet tall? I'm I don't watching, think. Yeah, I'm watching that today, and they wheel out those bodies. Those and I, admit, boxes. I was like, oh, I got. Let me see that. Yeah. I got to zoom in there. Looked a little bit too much like how we would think an alien looks, it, huh? It looked like some of like the extras they had from like the ET ride. Yeah, it looks like something you'd buy at Pottery World. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I put one of those over there by the. <laughs> By, by the palm tree and another one by the fountain. Oh, it's really cute. <laughs> yeah, it? it did. It looked like it definitely looked like some movie prop or yes. I mean, yeah. So something you would get from Pottery World is incredible. Uh, yeah, it, it did not. It didn't convince me. That's what I'd say. It's uh, it's interesting that. Uh, oh, man, it's interesting that they're really trying to push it like that's. Uh, well, apparently. Maybe like you guys, real, if you read it, maybe you know more than I do. I Mexico is having these hearings because they are considering declaring themselves the first like UFO friendly country in the world <laughs> or something like that. There's some term that they want to adopt about, and it has to do with UFOs. They're like, they're having these hearings. Like, huh? Well, let's see. Like, is this a good idea to do? This guy that brought those (laughs) aliens out, 2017, he was involved in a hoax where they brought out some, (laughs) some, yeah, some aliens from Peru or whatever. I think it it also said that those had been like lying for like they're thousands of years old. Yes. Like yeah. these aren't new. They like, didn't find they them at a crash or anything. Them. They somehow found them in Peru. And just have been, been sitting on them for years and just decided to. Uh, and one of them had them eggs. Out. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I heard like, they might be boat goals, Chris. <laughs> the boat goals. So I'm, I'm just wondering if, uh, if, if Aaron Rodgers, if he's looking into that and watching that. Maybe I'm sure he is. Oh, I'm sure he's locked in. I'm yeah. actually I'm even more confident that he wasn't initially out for the season, but when he heard about this, he was like, "Guys, <laughs> I'm going to be swamped, okay? I, I could come back week 15, week 14, but yeah, I I'm needed, okay? These are definitely made out of paper mache. 1000%. 1000%. And why are they like two and a half feet tall? That was my. Th- it's like well, it was so much longer ago. So they'll fit into true. the boxes because right. I got the boxes first. It's like, hey, we already got the boxes. Here's the alien. No, we need a shorter one. Oh my it's god! It's like I fit in the box. After looking at that, I feel like we shouldn't be afraid of aliens. <laughs> I feel like I feel like maybe they'll come to Earth and they then we'll use them as like us. pets. Yeah, yes. exactly. It would be like, oh, they're so cute. <laughs> Wow, I have a Martian. Wow, that's so fun. Yeah, I'm stomping one of these out. Yeah. Yeah. If they come around me, I'm just it's it's kicking season. Uh yeah, we should come up with names for the two that they showed today. Up next, <laughs> the late career quarterback legend franchise shift. Who did it best? Our power rankings are next year. White and Watkins on Woo Sacton Sports. Ah. Whitey and Watkins now on YouTube. Search Sackdown Sports and watch the show from your desk. I don't think that's uh, very nice at all of Chris Watkins. He has a name for the two aliens, and I'm not even, <laughs> I don't even know if we want to share it. You don't want to? You go ahead. It's your name. I, I just, you know, I was trying to think of things you would name mm-hmm. an alien or a yeah. Martian, if you would. Mm-hmm. And My space modulator. Marvin seemed like a good one. And then there was, I think there was two aliens found, right? So right. 
Marvin and Bagley. That's seems nice. like uh, nice. you got to let it go, man. <laughs> I'm the one who's got to let it go, but yeah. Chris is over here still <laughs> spouting negative propaganda about Luca, even now that he's he's trimmed down and looking. None of that matters lovely. anymore, does it? It's just a you joke. You got sausage arms and cankles. <laughs> I think uh, I don't think so. I mean, you know, the Kings are finally winning, so I don't. I don't think there's and you know, Marvin's gone and. He's not winning, so I think right. uh, I think for the most part, it's all worked out. Kind of water under the bridge. Mm-hmm. I don't think I think there's definitely a good portion of fans that will never get over it because that's just kind of how sports fans are. Sometimes they're like, you know, oh, we could have. It's going to happen with you know Trey Lance. Like people are going to already saying, oh, the Niners could have had Justin Fields and could have had quarterback X and Y. Like fans just hold on to that stuff sometimes. But I think for the most part. That's in the past. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's more of just a joke now. Yeah, I just think the fact that the Kings won with De'Aaron Fox and they're uh, on an upward trajectory up up. means that some of that other stuff's like, ah, okay, we're where we wanted to be one way or the other. Exactly. So it worked out. Yep, and that's why, you know, I don't think anybody does really, but that's why the, the whole Sabonis versus Halliburton trade who won – Ultimately, it doesn't matter because both sides are are perfectly happy where they're at. So it's just it's a pointless exercise to go back and forth and try and figure out who was right, who was wrong, and you know it's just kind of a pointless exercise. Speaking of being happy where you are, uh, I was thinking about this. You know, Aaron Rodgers hoping to go to the Jets late in his career, yeah. and lead them to glory and have another you know new chapter, exciting yeah. chapter of to his illustrious career. So I was thinking about the quarterbacks who did that and for whom it worked. And I have a list here. Tell me what you think, if you would. Okay. Uh, this is top six. There may be somebody I'm missing. Maybe you disagree with the order. Okay. I actually have number six, a quarterback who went, you know, he was uh, one place, went to Super Bowl. Then he went to another team late in his career and actually played really well. Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. Oh, for the Bills? Yeah. At age, well, he was he was 30, but, you know, uh-huh. he got forced out because right. they got, I forget, they got another quarterback who was Can't remember. Yeah, yeah but Drew such Bledsoe. Such a bad move by them. Yeah, his first year in Buffalo, he threw for 4,300 yards and 24 touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and what year was that, too? That That's, was 2002. Yeah, I mean, people were not throwing 4,000 yards like it's nothing like that. That's crazy, especially for those Bills teams. I don't remember them having many receiving targets. I remember, like, Lee Evans and... You know, guys like that, but that's incredible. Yeah, and I think they were eight and eight that year. Uh, so he yeah. never had like much, you know, title success or anything. Like he didn't reach any, you know, divisional right. Champion, but or I, whatever, did you conference know, championships or anything? Two thousand five, he played sixteen games with the Cowboys and threw for thirty six hundred yards. That sounds vaguely familiar. Like maybe right before touches. Tony Romo. Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar, but that's, that's pretty. Good. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a couple good seasons, and it does feel like in the NFL, like once you get replaced, you're you're done. You know, like you don't you don't see a lot of guys like Carson Wentz. He didn't get replaced and then go somewhere else and figure it out later. Like usually, when when you're deemed no no longer a starter, it's really tough to kind of get back in the good graces. Uh, do you want the whole list? And then give me the can, whole yeah. list. Okay, and I, th- I have five and four. I think I would probably switch them now. Okay. Um, but we'll see. The way I have it written down, five, Kurt Warner, the great Rams quarterback, sure. went to – remember he's with the Giants. Yeah. Kind of holding the holding down the spot for Eli. Yeah. Then he went to Arizona. And oh, then right. went to the Super went Bowl. Went to the Super Bowl. I completely yeah. forgot about that Arizona year. Uh, Brett Favre. Yes. Packers, then he went to the Jets. It's like, uh, then Ugh. he went to your team. And yeah. 
came within a heartbeat of the of the Super Bowl. Yeah, just he just had to do anything but throw the ball, and the Vikings are in the Super Bowl that year, and he decided to throw it to the other team. I honestly did not mean to drag it back. No, down. that was one of the first times where the Vikings really hurt me, like really, really bad. But I think right, I would think I would switch those. I think I would put Favre five and Warner fourth because Warner. Went Warner to went Super to the Bowl. Super Bowl, sure. Number three, another Viking guy, Warren Moon. Warren Moon, right? He's like had a machine. He had a complete career resurgence almost yes. with the end. Randall Cunningham as well. But yeah, that Warren Moon was was fantastic. Yeah, quarterbacks who made late career moves and made it work. Joe Montana, too, who was very good at, with the Chiefs. Uh-huh. Yeah, never got him to the yeah, Super Bowl. But I, didn't he make the Super Bowl? No, no, he didn't get uh, back to the Super Bowl. But, gotcha, uh, he got NFC really close. Title didn't he? Yeah. game, and then right, yeah. next year I think he lost in the wild card to Marino, and then it's yeah. like, okay, I'm done. And then number one, Peyton Manning with the Broncos. And I'm not a big Peyton Manning guy, yeah. but you know he won that Super Bowl at the end of his career, but also he got them to the Super Bowl after he first got there, mm-hmm. and he set the record for touchdown passes as a Bronco Yeah, uh, in a season with 55. So... Pretty decent. I mean, yeah. yeah. He, I mean, the the ending wasn't very good, and I think that's what kind of has has soured people on the on Peyton Manning's Broncos experience. But that first year, he was really incredible. But once his neck went, I mean, he was he was terrible. Can I tell you a name that you forgot? Yes, Tom Brady. Huh? You know that? Oh whole, well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's whole right. like <laughs> went did. to the. Patriots, you know, how did this I did. the guy who uh, Bill Belichick replaced or Bill Belichick, Bill uh uh or yeah. Drew Bledsoe replaced and then Where would we have to put Bowl. him? He might Second. have to be number one. He might have to be number one. Ahead of Peyton? I mean he yeah. also won a Super Bowl, just like Peyton did. Right. And he when he retired, what was that? Right. You did the list. Remember the other day you did top five or top seven passing yards in the league was that last year? Last year, Tom Brady was number three. <laughs> like, I, I yeah, think he's got to be. You're right. You think he's got to be number don't know one? Why? I just yeah. <laughs> I thought the whole point of the exercise was to get to Brady at one. <laughs> yeah, he's just so such an outlier. I mean, in so it many ways. obviously yeah. it's an oversight, right? But I just I never thought of him as those you know, <laughs> other guys. It's like wow, this guy's barely hanging on. Yeah. Can he still do it? And Tom just. Just kept on flowing yes, through. Yes, you're right. Duh. <laughs> so Brady won, then Peyton, then yeah. Joe, Moon, yeah. Warner, Favre, and I don't know about Bledsoe. I mean, Bledsoe is impressive. I think there's like a separate category for that where he might be the lead of, you know, like Jeff Garcia had those couple really good years with the Eagles. True. Really surprising. I think he had one with Tampa Bay, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, like there, there's a couple guys who I think fit in that Bledsoe category. And then, I mean... Geno Smith, kind of, to an extent, you know, like I mean, he but sucked, he wasn't, and then you're right. But I'm looking at guys that yeah, were really had good a somewhere. career, and then yeah, kind of went somewhere else, and it could have been Philip Rivers, could have been on that list, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just if they, only they, if only the Niners yeah, thank made it you. To the Super Bowl. Of course, duh, yeah. Tom Brady laps them all as laps usual. All. Oh, how about in the chat here, CK Michael Vick, honorable mention. Mm-hmm. You know, had a night. I mean, definitely <laughs> for some of- difficult reasons, definitely had. Uh, a level of of comeback, you know, definitely uh, had a had a late career resurgence, I guess. Yes, I'm crossing. Sorry, Drew Bledsoe, I'm yeah. crossing him off the list. Dwayne Baker has uh, Jim Plunkett on there. I thought of him, okay. but you know, he's not even a Hall of Famer. That's yeah, that's that feels like that should be at least. But he won. Yeah, yeah. he left 49ers and then he went to the Raiders, won two Super Bowls. Absolutely, right. there you go. Absolutely. All right. Your list is better than mine. Thank you for the help. Coming up <laughs> next year for the rest of the NFL, this is the scariest thing about the 2023 49ers. It's a number. We'll share that number with you next. Watkins, Whitey, Sacktown, Sports. Sports. Do-da, do-da.